the light which enlightens all people, had come unto the world. Last night, we reflected together on how things in this world are not the way they are supposed to be, and on how God's incarnation at Christmas in the person of Jesus is then our sure sign that one day they will be made right. For the light shines forth in the darkness, John writes in his prologue, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Last night, we concluded our sermon with the line that glory shone round about that first Christmas night, but on this night, glory shines round about once more. That's how we concluded our sermon last night on Christmas Eve. On this Christmas Day, I want to offer just a brief word of expansion on this truth. This truth that while glory shone round about that long ago night, still glory shines round about now. For yes, the world is indeed broken. Just look around. We all know that. Yes, darkness does indeed distort the goodness of creation. It's undeniable. But even amid this distorted reality, still, there is so much light that shines forth. Glory, dear family, does indeed shine about daily. The Christian claim is that through the incarnation of God in Jesus, that through the assumption of humanity by Creator God, and through all that Creator God did and suffered and overcame in human form as Jesus, the Christian claim is that through all of that, humanity has indeed been made whole in anticipatory fashion. And that what's more, creation itself has been made whole in anticipatory fashion. And that in the present, then, we are living at the intersection of the ages. Living, then, in a historical moment in which that which has been is passing away, and when that which is to come is even now being prepared for us and through us. And so in this time between times, a time when, yes, darkness still lurks about, we see it everywhere, still, though, in this time between times, more and more light is slipping through the cracks of creation. Each Sunday in our worship services, one of our grade schoolers inhabits the role of acolyte for us, carrying into our service at its beginning the light of Christ. Then at the service's end, the acolyte returns to the flame 
and carries it back out of the sanctuary and into the world, symbolizing the way that we, the church, will be carrying the light of Christ wherever we shall go. Christmas Day, then, is our reminder of the nature of the light that we carry. Christmas is our reminder that this is not just a general sort of light, not just a general sort of goodness or kindness or love, but that it is instead a very particular form of these things. Christmas is our reminder that we are making manifest in small, localized ways now those things which through Christ and because of Christ, will indeed be made manifest everywhere and in all ways come God's eternal tomorrow. You know, scientists tell us that of all the light there is to see, of the entire electromagnetic spectrum, that the human eye can only apprehend 0.0035% of it. 0.0035%. Which is another way of saying that according to science, here in this world, there is far more light than that which we ourselves can readily see. So let us remember on Christmas as it pertains to what God has done for us in Jesus and is even now doing through us and in us by the power of the Holy Spirit that there is far more light in this still dark world than we ourselves can readily see. So much more light than we readily see. But that one day, one grand glorious day, all of that light will be fully revealed. On that day, eyes shall see that which before now has not yet been beheld. Yes, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world, John writes of Christmas. And so it was. Indeed, the light came. Which is why on this Christmas, 2,000 years later, we are reminded anew that because of Christmas, so too will the true light which enlightens everyone come into the world yet again in this time once and for all. What glory to anticipate. All thanks be unto God and on this Christmas, all God's people say, Amen.